When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just, just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. show <laughs> hey there believers i have a a very exciting despite the sound of my voice right now very exciting episode today i'm bringing back rod um from australia we're going to go into uh, a new um sorry i'm tired a new expedition that he went on um around palaga and his yowie experiences out there. Um, this is groundbreaking as, as, as far as, uh, you know, Rod's concerned. They had some experiences that, you know, changed the game for him. They, uh, some close encounter, personal encounter kind of experiences. Um, I'm going to let him get into it. Thing is, there's a 14-hour time difference between us here in West Virginia and my man out there in Australia. So it's Friday evening for him. It's O-Dark 30 for me. So I'm going to have a cup of coffee. I'm going to send Rod this link, let him uh, jump on and introduce himself way better than I could do this morning. All right. There you go. All I've right. got a um. Uh, now, I've got a a message came up and it says this meeting is record uh, is being recorded. So I just hit uh, got it. Yep. So. All right. So from here out, it's going to record us. It won't change anything at all. Um. We'll just keep talking like normal, and if there's anything yeah, that and that we need to edit, we'll, we can edit it out. And um, if you yep. want to, just... I'll um, I'll just uh, grab uh, grab the daughter. Uh, I'm not familiar with her laptop or basically any laptops, but I'll uh, <laughs> I'll just I'll just grab it just so I don't um, uh, we don't vanish. Okay. Because <laughs> a, a message came up here, sweetie. You just hit, what do you hit? I've got it on it. There we go. Which one did you hit? The one. That one? You hit that one there. Done. Excellent. Okay, we're back, mate. 
All right. And we're ready to rock. See you, folks. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, backstory. Uh, uh, gather the thoughts. Right. Okay. After um, uh, after our last interview, um, and uh, what we'd come across down at Kanangra uh, with my uh, 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 friendly Amy uh, and my niece, um, we did a uh, uh, a couple of more runs down there. And uh, anyway, I was uh, I got to the point where I felt like I wanted to talk to like-minded people. So lo and behold, uh, cruising around Facebook, I came across a group that had just started and they were actually calling for members. And it was the uh, uh, Queensland uh, Yowie Research. And uh, uh, everyone was just starting to um, uh, come together. And so I, I threw my name into the hat. And... Uh, uh, yeah, we uh, we had a, a get together, and uh, oh, there would have been, I'd say that weekend there might have been seven or eight of us, and uh, oh, it was just great. Uh, everyone everyone just clicked. It was just brilliant, you know. Oh. And uh, uh, but um, a, a lot of different ideas. Um, uh, some some people heading down the paranormal. Um, uh, some like myself, um, uh, flesh and blood. Uh, but yeah, everyone, uh, everyone just curious on the on the subject of Yowie. So uh, uh, a great weekend, and uh, I thought, yeah, no, this is this is uh, this is probably going to be the direction I head. Um, safety in numbers. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is which is good, you know. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, believers, um, and. Um, one guy that um, very level-headed, uh, Steve, and he was our um, he was our skeptic, but not so much a skeptic, but uh, willing to um, uh, look at what else it could be, you know. So uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, it was it was a very very good uh, working group, and uh, I suppose we've had probably half a dozen, maybe more trips away. Anyway, so we were sitting around the campfire one night and. Uh, 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 the question was thrown out there: What would be, uh, or what do you consider would be a very, very good uh, 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 trip away as a group, and where would we head? Well, um, uh, being a Queenslander, <laughs> yeah, the um, I, I always tended to, uh, um, you know, pick a, a, an area in Queensland. But um, if you look at um, historical uh, Yowie activity. Um, uh, the Pilliga, and uh, so many, so many stories about the Pilliga. Now, this is a, a million acres of scrub uh, between Narrabri and Kinnabarabran in uh, New South Wales, which is uh, puts it at about a seven-hour run from home here. So, uh, uh, and I just love that country. Absolutely brilliant. Uh -huh. Okay, so um, this is... Uh, this is um, where we spent a week and uh, uh, it was just, well, it got to the point where the uh, there was something happening all the time. And uh, wow. I uh, I can't believe 
number one, what we experienced, and uh, and and number two, that uh, more people hadn't done the same thing. You know, like a uh, um, uh, point of reference for us was always well for me uh, and a lot of the others was um, uh, the Australian. Uh, Yowie Research Group. Um, now they've catalogued a lot of uh, encounters and uh, it's all on the web. And yeah, you, you look at the Pilliga area and uh, there's just encounter after encounter after encounter. So um, uh, yeah, so that, uh, so we knew the area. So um, uh, I uh, had input uh, into what part of the million acres and uh, being a hunter, uh, uh, to me, uh, water and uh, uh, terrain, uh, but mainly the water. You've got to have a water source. Right, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, um, so we decided, uh, I, I had no problems telling anyone where we went, you know, <laughs> uh, which was the uh, uh, Salt Caves. It's known as the Salt Caves Campground. And uh, it'd be a, probably a 45-minute run. Uh, in from the highway, and uh, uh, so it's the new highway, and we head west uh, in, into the scrub. Um, yeah, it's very, very eerie. Um, uh, so yeah, good run down, hit the scrub, and uh, and then head headed bush. So uh, um, now uh, the the members that went was uh, <laughs> uh, Bob and his uh, girlfriend Pa. Uh, I had the biggest skeptic, uh, my wife with me, Karen. All right. And and then uh, Steve. So um, uh, there was five of us all up. And so uh, uh, Bob and Pa uh, arrived there early. So um, they were there very early in the morning. Where and they set up their uh, uh, their camper. Now they were in a a camper van. So a, a large van. Uh, Bob's our uh, tech expert. So, um, uh, and then uh, we rolled in and uh, what we did, we utilised um, uh, two gazebos. Bob had a gazebo, I had a gazebo. We uh, strapped them together and then I had a hub tent hanging off the uh, uh, the back of our gazebo. So um, you could throw some walls up, especially if the, uh, the wind picked up. And um, what we did, we... Um, uh, put a little bit of thought into it um, as far as uh, the walls on we had walls that we could uh, put up on the gazebo mm. so what we what we were thinking is we would if we were to um, strike anything um, we would try to uh, get them uh, in front of uh, cameras that we had mounted so I think we ended up uh, one two three probably had four or five cameras uh, mounted on the uh, uh, the gazebos uh, and the camper trailer or camper van. Uh, uh, so yeah, basically we covered the whole area with uh, with cameras. Um, uh, they were infrared. Um, we had a thermal with us. Uh, we had a couple of trial cameras, and uh, with the the walls on the gazebo, um, we we tried to um, yeah funnel them to in or something into an area where the cameras would pick them up. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, uh, yeah, quite interesting. The, uh, uh, what else did we do? 
so that was that was our basic setup. So we had the cars fairly close. Um, as I said, uh, Bob and Pa were in their van, so um, if anything happened, they were. <laughs> you just got to think so. <laughs> so, um, but uh, what what we, what we did notice um, is if you're in the van, you're not you're not hearing uh, uh, the bush around you. Uh, uh, I'm just trying to uh, sort of set the scene without um, sort of uh, diving off track. But uh, yeah, just setting the scene. So uh, we had our vehicles uh, close by. Uh, I had my patrol on maybe, oh, maybe 10, 15 metres uh, from the gazebos. Uh, Steve had his a little bit closer. He had a swag that he uh, just threw down next to his uh, <laughs> to his Land Cruiser. Okay, so that, that was the uh, uh, the camping situation. Just to the west of the gazebo, we had a uh, uh, quite a nice campfire. Okay, so, um, yeah, we've rolled in uh, that afternoon. We've put all this together. And um, okay, so uh, we'll we'll get into uh, exactly what happened. So um, the uh, uh, with the fire, uh, as I said, it was to the west of us. So we'd we'd checked the area fairly very very thoroughly because we'd been uh, gathering up the timber for the for the fire, you know, and enough to uh, you know last the night. So we we'd been over the ground fairly thoroughly within say. Oh, maybe 50, 50 metres from our camp. Um, yeah, we just scrounged all the, the tinder and all the rest of it. Uh, any decent sized logs got dragged over. So well, we, we knew what was on the ground. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so that, that's important for later. Okay, so um, uh, yeah, uh, nightfall uh, came uh, out with the chairs uh, out around the campfire. Now, under the gazebo, we had uh, uh, some tables and uh, our cooking gear and the eskies. So uh, uh, all five of us uh, uh, gathered around the uh, gathered around the table or around the campfire with our chairs. And now, as I said, my wife, <laughs> the biggest sceptic, mm -hmm. um, it, it might have been, I, I'd say, oh, maybe 7.30, quarter to eight at this time. So well and truly dark. And uh, my wife, she uh, uh, jumped up to get a drink out of the esky. So she's, uh, uh, we're, we're in the open near the fire. She's walked back to the gazebo and uh, we had a bit of music playing and uh, a bit of banter, you know, a bit, a bit of laughter, you know, everyone was enjoy, enjoying the first night out. All right. So um, Karen's, Karen's walked up to the uh, gazebo and, um, uh, as she explained it, uh, basically as she got under the gazebo and one, uh, away from the noise we were making, um, she heard uh, uh, four very distinct heavy footsteps uh, coming in uh, towards our camp. Now, um, uh, where this occurred, uh, there was a uh, reasonably heavy cover. Uh, so we were, we were in a, a, a clearing. Anyway, so uh, Karen's heard these footsteps come in. Uh, she's uh, she's paused, and uh, luckily she had the uh, presence of mind. She had a torch in her hand, so she's heard the four footsteps. She's looked up to where she thought she heard it, and she's looking at this um, uh, like a, a broadleaf uh, eucalyptus 
shrub. Now this, um, well, the, the shrub come tree, it might have been, oh, maybe, maybe five metres tall, but uh, fairly wide. And uh, anyway, she was looking at this uh, tree and an arm reached out wow. and uh, pulled, pulled the branch aside and it, the upper half of uh, this um, creature peered around the, uh, uh, the corner of the shrub. Now, uh, at this stage, <laughs> Karen, uh, Karen was going, uh, probably finding it pretty hard to comprehend what was happening. Uh, being a skeptic, uh, you know. So um, she uh, brought her torch up as this thing's uh, staring at her from about 25 feet away. Uh, she's brought a torch up, um, and now this this wasn't a real flash torch. The uh, it was just uh, good for um, uh, under the gazebo, and that was about it. There was no no uh, intensity uh, in it at all. But she bought the uh, bought the torch up and uh, basically uh, shone it into its face um, uh, to illuminate it, and it raised its uh, elbow up and its forearm and uh, covered its eyes with its Forearm, anyway. So at that stage, Karen started bellowing, and uh, uh, we all leapt up. Well, you know, it, it probably took a, you know, a couple of seconds to sink in what was happening. Yeah. Uh, we've quickly, you know, it, it might have been half a dozen steps, and we were under the gazebo with her. But at that, uh, it was enough time for whatever it was to uh, beat a, a very hasty retreat. Anyway, so. Um, well, we, you know, there was questions flying left, right, and centre. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, what, what, what did you see? You know, what did you see? Anyway, she went through it, and uh, well, the description she gave. It was uh, uh, now Steve. Uh, Steve's uh, six foot two, and uh, a pretty big boy. And uh, we got Steve over into where this uh, creature stood, and. Uh, uh, she uh, she said uh, it made Steve look very very small. So uh, she she estimated the height with Steve standing there at uh, uh, seven foot tall, um, very very broad across the shoulders, uh, covered in uh, black hair, uh, approximately uh, uh, about four inches long. Uh, she saw from basically the uh, the lower ribs up. Uh, as it swung uh, swung out around this tree, so um, yeah, absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah, I managed to uh, have a, a, a bit of a private chat with uh, uh, Karen, you know, uh, later in the evening, and I said to her, I said to her, I said, mate, you don't seem to be upset or nervous, you know. I said, mate, the um, we're a long way from civilization, and you've uh -huh. just come face to face with the, a creature seven foot tall. And mate, I, I said to her, I said, mate, I would, I would be a mess on the ground. I said, <laughs> you don't, you, you seem to be, you know, fairly, fairly well collected. I said, why, why? And and she said, when it, when she saw its face, she said there was no 
animosity. There was only curiosity. And she said, the face, it looks so human. And, and she said, and, and the, she said the human face, uh, it, it, it didn't, you know, it didn't, it didn't frighten her. She just said it was, it just looks so human, you know. So I just found that absolutely incredible. Yeah. So um, now uh, that was our first night. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, we, and we were there a week, you know. Oh, my gosh. So, and you guys, yeah, so, uh, you guys were able yeah, to stay a week. Amazing. You know, hey? nobody got scared and wanted to go home or anything. I mean, I know that's what you came for, but to actually have um, it happen right off the bat. I, yeah, it, I, um, mate, I was nervous. <laughs> I really yeah. was, you know. But, yeah. you know, um, what, what we always had in place was if anyone, you know, anyone in the group, um, yeah, with the previous uh, outings, if anyone felt not right, um, felt that we shouldn't be there, just say the word, you know. Yeah. Um, so we had a safe word. We had our vehicles. Um, but as I said, it was a long way out. So um, no one, no one said that we wanted to pull the pin, you know. Right. So that was good. I. I I thought Karen might have said, you know, well, yeah. let's get out of here. <laughs> but uh, no, mate, I, um, yeah, my wife, absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. You know, she's a city girl and uh, yeah. um, doesn't like the dirt. <laughs> and there's a lot of dirt out there, you know. So, um, uh, yeah, so that was our first night. So, um, the, mate, I was apprehensive. Um, yeah, if you've ever seen those... Um, hub tents that uh, go onto the uh, gazebos, yeah. mate, they're paper thin. They are paper thin. Yeah. Okay, so um, now there's uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff. Um, where do I? Okay, we'll, 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 we'll carry on. Okay, next morning, we had a, a good scout around. Was something seven foot tall, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that big has to has to leave, uh, you know, leave evidence. Um. So, um, basically, you know, uh, picking any dawn cup of tea. Everyone was up, and we had a quick scout around. Now. As, as I said, where the creature came out, um, came out behind this tree was about 25 feet, open ground. Um, but there was uh, um, fingers of uh, the clearing that went into the bush from the camp. So um, it probably took about uh, two or three minutes. I, I think I think it might have been Steve that found it. Um, uh, that's that uh, photo I sh uh, that I sent to you, mm -hmm. which is a, like a spoke on the ground. Now, this spoke, uh, it was made with a stick. Um, so um, uh, like a centre point radiating out. Uh, I'd never counted the, um, <laughs> uh, the number of lines in it. But, um, uh, yeah, it, it looks like a spoke of a wheel. Uh, the... Uh, uh, the, the stick that made the spoke was uh, placed in the centre. Now, this was, um, this was uh, maybe, uh, again, 25 feet from, 
from our camp area uh, on open, a uh, little bit of open ground, but a little bit of scrubby stuff between uh, uh, where it was made and us. So um, uh, something had came in during the night. Well, we, we, we don't know whether it was before uh, uh, it appeared or after. Mm -hmm. um, and and yeah, it, it drew the symbol on the ground. Uh, that's, uh, as I said, we, uh, the previous afternoon, we'd, we'd been over that area very, very thoroughly collecting uh, firewood. Uh, we would definitely have seen <laughs> seen this uh, the symbol on the ground. So um, yeah, it, it was it was made that night uh, most definitely. There's there's wow. um, there's nothing else that uh, uh, that explains it. So um, yeah, we're all going. Well, this is just getting crazy, and you know this is um, this is our first full day. So we've had one night. This, this is the first full day, and we're all staring at awe. Now, um, also where the symbol was, I was on the other side of Bob's <laughs> Bob's Land Cruiser, so he was very, very close. He was within about, he was within probably uh, uh, say ten foot. Oh wow! So he he had his he had his swag on one side of his Land Cruiser, and basically the symbol was drawn into the ground uh, the other side of his Land Cruiser. So um, yeah, absolutely amazing. Uh, uh, a lot of theories, um, you know, we're all, we all sat down and uh, a lot of a lot of theories were getting thrown around, you know. No doubt. But, um, yeah, so um, uh, during the day, um, wasn't a problem, you know. Mm -hmm. It was just the Australian bush, you know. It was just great. Um, now, so after we found that, um, uh, at the Salt Cave um, campground, um, there's a uh, fire tower, and uh, just under 300 foot high, but um, uh, up on a ridge and then overlooking the Pilliga. So uh, we uh, all went for a walk up there and uh, had a look around the uh, absolutely magnificent countryside. Uh, you, you can basically uh, see a beacon light at Narrabri, which would be, I would say, uh, maybe 50 kilometres to the north, and then to Baradine uh, to the west, you could see a beacon light there, and that was the only light sources, so two red lights uh, in the uh, in the entire. So um, uh, now what, uh, what we did notice was um, there was no life. No life whatsoever. Mm. Uh, at, on our drive in, we spotted two emus fairly close to camp, but um, I, I'm used to seeing wallabies and kangaroos absolutely bounding everywhere, especially through that country, you know. Yeah. Um, they'd had a bit of rain, so um, a, a lot of the creeks through there had water in it. Um, salt, uh, salt Cave Dam, which was about a kilometre to the north of us, and one of the reasons um, I was keen on the area, uh, it had water in it as well. So, um, uh, yeah, with a with an unknown creature like the Yowie, um, you, you, you try and put in things that you know. So, um, yeah, the, I, I was just keen on the water. Right. So um, I thought we were in with a shot, but, um, <laughs> yeah, that first night. Okay, so um, 
yeah, so a distinct lack of uh, wildlife in the area. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, we did have a firm. Um, now we had the uh, IR cameras as well. Mm -hmm. And now, so the second night, um, everyone was keen. The um, and basically we had a um, uh, a power platform for the cameras. Now, uh, uh, which we figured uh, we could run these um, uh, four or five cameras uh, and record all night. Uh, uh, we were out with the therm. Um, now the thermal uh, or floor, uh, we're up on the fire tower and nothing, not a signature to be seen. Yeah, and you're looking down and make, uh, a lot of the country I've hunted before further, you know, out, out on the Darling Downs on, in Queensland, you will see roos everywhere, you know, they'll fill a paddock. But right. the, down in the Pilliga, nothing, absolutely nothing. Wow. Yeah, so um, I, I, I can't draw any conclusions on why well, the distinct lack of life down there, you know. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that, they've got to eat something. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So we had a um, we had a very good night, and uh, uh, all headed to bed, and uh, cameras running, and lo and behold, um, the uh, uh, the batteries uh, for all the cameras were probably good till about two thirty in the morning. So uh, a lot of the cameras had um, uh, little telltales on them. Mm -hmm. So you knew when the cameras were running. Uh, we had one hanging off our gazebo, which threw a little bit of light as well. And uh, as soon as the power went off, activity. So um, I can tell you, um, yeah, basically, I, I don't know. We did uh, we did get some footage, but um, uh, as soon as the lights went off, and they knew it, or mm. it knew it. Um, and we'll get a little bit further into that later. Um, uh, they had, or it had no problem coming into the camp, which is very interesting when you think your tent is paper thin. Oh, right. uh, the, wife's, the wife's lying beside me, and uh, I get an elbow uh, in the ribs. <laughs> Do you hear that? I said, yes, I hear that. Uh, but Again, um, you could hear it shuffling around. Um, it might have might have come within yeah, 23 to 20, um, 20 feet oh my as, it, gosh. as it as it wandered around. Yeah. But but we're, we're laying there. Now uh, Bob and Pa in the in the van, they they were shielded from all this, you know. They they knew the power had gone out and they they were snoring you know so well uh, but uh, Steve Steve well the snoring in Steve's swag stopped like Steve was probably ten meters from us and uh, once this once this uh, creature started wandering around the camp um, Steve's snoring snoring stopped so obviously he had heard it and uh, Karen and I are lying there and uh, it never got to the point where we were, um, let's break camp. Um, uh, 
we um, it was it was it was a bit of a puzzle, but we were quite prepared just to to lay there and listen. You know, it, it never brushed up against anything very close by, but uh, yeah, you certainly knew it was there. Um, there's nothing else. As I said, there's there's nothing else that was going to wander through the camp. Even Karen said, you know. Uh, uh, is that an emu, you know? And I said, no, it's not an emu, you know, you, you could hear the steps. Okay, so um, basically we, we fell asleep and um, yeah, the sun might have been up about six, so um, it seemed, you know, plus we're tired from the trip. Um, yeah, it uh, just seemed just curious. Wow. Okay, so... Uh, next morning, uh, uh, Bob was basically all smiles. You know, he was he was right. He was in the van. Mm -hmm. and, uh, um, how's it all going? And I said, yeah, good, mate. We had a visitor last night. And his eyes lit up, you know, because uh, uh, we had all these cameras going. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, well, mate, uh, your theory on infrared cameras, I said, uh, I um I didn't hold much stead in it. I, I thought we might get something on infrared, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why I invested in that uh, in that monocular. And uh, yeah, I was trying to justify to myself that I'd made a wise investment. But <laughs> these these creatures, well, number one with with Karen when she spotted and she put the torch on it and it's it shielded its face with a very low power torch. So obviously, um, the only conclusion I can draw. Uh, is the um, um, super sensitive eyes? You know, they, these these animals are, or people <laughs> are mm. nighttime hunters. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So uh, infrared, very very sensitive. So, um, so that day, we spent a lot of time going through the uh, footage of what the IR cameras had uh, picked up, and and now. Um, uh, back to the campsite. Uh, to the north of it was fairly low scrub. Uh, you know, it might have been say yeah, three to four foot high, and and you could see over the top of it. You now uh, a bit of native grass, and then uh, there was a bush edge, which was probably up about maybe fifty to sixty meters. Anyway, we were going through the footage, and we had the, a camera pointed to the north. And right on the very edge, um, uh, we picked up a uh, set of eyes, and so they were they were they were quite, or it was quite happy to sit out at about sixty meters and just observe us with mm. uh, with the cameras going. Um, and as I said, as soon as uh, the cameras powered down, it was quite happy to come on in for a wander. So I I would say yeah, definitely eyes, very very sensitive. Okay, so now um, uh, I, I, I did miss a little bit. Um, that, that day when we found that spoke on the ground, um, we decided that we would gift, uh, gift some fruit. Um, I've never sort of been real keen on the idea of gifting right. but, um, a group decision uh, now just in behind this finger of clear ground uh, so um, 
finger clear ground, a little bit of scrub, and there was another thing, uh, finger further back. Uh, in this finger of clear ground, there was a, um, a down tree, and, and we decided it'd be perfect to put a bit of fruit on it. So we decided on an orange. Anyway, so the orange was placed out. Now, the, this would have been the night um, that it came in. So, yeah, uh, and Karen, Karen and I heard it and uh, Steve heard it. So, um, yeah, orange there. Uh, we might have put a couple of uh, lollies there as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, uh, uh, in the morning, the uh, the orange was gone. Um, very interesting. But was what was more interesting was we found the orange peels and um, a, a little bit of scrub in behind Steve's vehicle. Wow. So again, this thing had uh, it had uh, positioned itself probably five meters from Steve. Uh, peeled this orange, left the orange peels on the ground, and then propped itself up against Steve's Land Cruiser. And uh, we got oh. some photos oh of, uh, of the handprints as it's, as it's leaned. Now, at that stage, as I said, Steve's camping very, very close to this <laughs> thing. <you know. laughs> so, um, yeah, so it was, it was quite happy just to prop itself up against the Land Cruiser and, and just peer in at us. Uh, I well, I would. I, I don't like to you know make conjecture, but with it being that close to the IR cameras, um, I, I would say this would have occurred in the early hours of the morning when the power, uh, the, the cameras had powered down. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so once we found these orange peels very very close, um, Steve decided. Uh, uh, no, he was going to uh, drag his swag in under the gazebo, you know. So uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it was just, it was all happening a little bit too close to home. Okay, but again, at no stage did, did we feel threatened um, during the day. Um, yeah, just great Australian bush, you know. But uh, yeah, come night time, um, yeah, very, very eerie. Okay, so. Um, now the the night of the blood moon so we had the um, uh, uh, lunar eclipse uh, coincided with our trip down there oh wow good mm. timing yes which was <laughs> brilliant. absolutely brilliant it was just great timing yeah. okay so this was um, uh, the, they say uh the ones that you don't see can be the, the scary ones, you know. So again, I, I would say, yeah, 8.30ish, yeah, around that time. We're all, uh, all in our camp chairs around the campfire. And uh, because of the, the, yeah, the total lack of life, um, there was no bird life. Yeah, you know, there's there's nothing. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe the odd cricket or cicada, and it just went quiet. Mm. <laughs> anyway, everyone looked. Everyone knew. Everyone picked up on it straight away. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And Steve, Steve goes. 
can you hear that? And everyone's everyone's listening. And my hearing's not the best, you know. Tim, too many shooting trips, being a mechanic, you know, the uh, power tools and air tools. And I said to I said to Steve, what are you hearing? And he said, I'm hearing like someone is arguing in the bush. And I'm listening. And I said, I'm, I, I, I can't hear that. And I said, where do you think you're hearing it? And he said, he said it's, to the, it's to the north of us and I can hear one, but it, it sounds like it's conveying something to something next to it, you know, like it chastising. And, but he said it sounds like something or someone arguing. Anyway, I, we, we've all got up and it would have been maybe two minutes later to the east of us, which we've got a, a, a trail road to the east, uh, open country, um, uh, sort of... Uh, uh, a lot of uh, grassland and then a, um, a bush edge. Now, this bush edge would have been maybe 450 metres, so half a, half a click out. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm up and listening. And then I hear this um, vocalisation. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I want to take just a minute to tell you guys about SquatchSurvivalGear.com. If you're into camping, bushcraft, survival, prepping, or just looking for an everyday carry, SquatchSurvivalGear.com has everything you need. They have the gear to help you survive the worst day of your life. You know, it's just to help you be ready. Uh, for me, I have the Rock Ape Pack. It's one of the backpacks that they offer. It is, it's a good size bag. You know, it, I, I took it out on my last trip for a, for a four-day camp. And everything I needed fit in there. Um, they have things that go from that size down to like a sling bag. They have a bigger bag, you know, like the Grassman or the Yowie. Uh, if you haven't noticed, they have cool names too. You know, they're named after, you know, these cryptids, the Minahuni. Uh, they, they, they got it all. But the gear itself is 100% made in America. Every component is made in America. Um, the guy that's designing them and making them here, his name is Chris. He's been on my show a couple times, but he's a uh, he's a veteran, and he went with the gear that he used while in military service, and reconfigured it to to be even better, and made it available you know to the civilian sector. Top of the line gear, absolutely bomb proof. I love it best I've ever had in my life. You know, I've, I've had Camelbacks. I've had L.L. Bean. I've had uh, some some really high-end stuff. But this Squatch Survival gear, it just, it steals the show. 
Uh, it's fantastic gear. So go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com. You can use promo code BUMP10 and save 10% on anything on the entire site. It, it, it lasted, uh, I'd say, maybe uh, five five seconds. Yeah, we, and, and when you're at full volume, you know, something going for five seconds, uh-huh. that's a fair, a fair noise. Now, it started, and the amount of air that it pushed, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was the lung capacity was incredible. Um, started low and ended high uh, in a high pitch. Um, uh, nothing I'd ever heard. <laughs> the, um, definitely not a deer, uh, definitely not a kangaroo, uh, nothing. No, <laughs> it didn't fall into any category that, I, uh, that I'd ever uh, heard. So uh, Steve had heard this arguing to the north, uh, and he, he, he estimated that um, maybe 150 metres. And then I heard this, uh, well, everyone heard this one uh, to the east of us, um, which sort of gives you a little bit of a, mm, one of those moments, because um, we were thinking that we, you know, we just had the one, and right. now now there was two vocalisations. Mm. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. What would mm. what would the first one be arguing with unless it's another <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, that, that's it. That's it in one. Wow. Okay, so um so we were a couple of days in uh into the trip then. Um very, very uh beautiful area down through there. Uh to the to the south is um Coonabarabin, and you have the uh uh, the Warren Bungles, I think that's right. The Warren Bungles, and uh, it's a, a low light area, so a, a beautiful countryside uh, and very, uh, very uh, well surreal at night because um, yeah, all the astronomers head out there for all their uh, astro uh, photography. Mm. So um, Bob and Pa uh, decided to pull camp and head down there for a day. Um, uh, resupply, and then um, uh, they were going to stay the night, charge batteries up, and all the rest of it. Now, um, so that uh, that left uh, Karen, Steve, and I, and then uh, Karen and Steve said decided they were going to head to uh, Narrabri to resupply as well. So that left me in camp by myself. Huh. So. Um, but that's all right, you know. Uh, <laughs> we we had a few we we had uh, uh, a few people flit in for an overnighter. Uh, there was uh, three three camp area, uh, three camp areas at uh, the Salt Caves. So um, yeah, you, you might get a couple in there for one night, and then they'll they'll vanish, you know. Right. But um, so uh, yeah, Karen and Steve had headed off, and uh, I mean I'm in camp by myself. And uh, I hear a car door up at the um, uh, the uh, day area. I hear a car door close. And uh, uh, a lot of people uh, come to the salt caves and they come for the bird life, which is, to me, basically non-existent, but uh, <laughs> that's what they do. So, um, and they they park at, uh, at the salt caves uh, day area and they walk up to the salt caves dam. 
and uh, they basically just walk uh, to the west of our campground. Anyway, so I heard the car door and uh, uh, gave them five minutes and then, then you see the little heads bobbing through the scrub, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I know what you're up to. So that, they were heading up. And I thought, oh, I made a mental note that I'll, I'll catch up with them on the way back, you know. Right. Anyway, that's, that's been a couple of hours up there. And uh, I... Uh, uh, so they, oh, I could hear them coming, you know, and uh, I gave them a, a bit of a yell and, uh, and jumped up and uh, it was a, a reasonably defined bush track there that the people used, you know. So um, I, I went and greeted them on this track. Anyway, uh, I got to talking and, uh, you know, how's the, how's the bird life up at the uh, up at the dam? Oh, we, we spotted half a dozen, you know, and it, it's been a good trip. And I said, oh, yeah, where are you guys, um, you're out for the day or are you camping? And they said, oh, no, we're, we're down um, at the, uh, they, they call it the uh, Sandstone Sculptures, uh, which is another camp area about 40 kilometres to the south of us. And uh, I said, ah, oh, so, uh, yeah, keen, keen bird watchers. And they said, yeah, yeah. I said, uh, anyone else down there in the camp with you uh, down at the sculptures? And they said, no, no, we've got the campground to ourselves. I said, oh, how good's that, you know? I said, uh, we're, we're pretty much the same here, you know? And uh, anyway, uh, they're an older couple. And uh, uh, I, said, I, I said to them, you yeah, know, with the binoculars around your neck, I said, you, you, you're bird watchers and, uh, and keen by the look of it, you know, the expensive gear. Oh, yes, yeah. And they said, oh, what are you doing here? I said, oh, we're chasing yowies. <laughs> anyway, the old, the old fella, he, um, he just started laughing, you know, he had a, a big smirk on his face. And, uh, oh, yowies, eh? And I said, yeah, yeah. I said, uh, I said, down where you guys are down at the sculptures, I said, um, have you had anything strange happen to you down there? Anyway, he's, he's just started opening open his mouth and, and no coming out, and his, his missus has elbowed him in the ribs. Mm. And she goes, well, you explain what we heard the other night. And I said, I said, uh, oh, I said, that sounds interesting. I said, what did you hear the other night? Yeah. Anyway, the old fellow, he looked at me. And uh, he goes, uh, there's, it's, it, where they are at the sculptures, there's a gorge there and a creek in the bottom. And he said, it sounded like someone was arguing in the creek. And he said, and we were the only ones there. Uh -huh. And I said, oh, that's, I said, that's very, very interesting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so what he, what he was describing 40 kilometres away at uh, uh, Dandry Gorge uh, on the sculptures, um, was exactly what Steve had described as what he heard up here. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah uh, two two identical descriptions. You know, mm. the uh, when when you start to hear things like that, you know, the um, yeah, you uh, uh, it really gets the old uh, the old head ticking over, doesn't it? Yes, uh, it does. Yeah, the I'm, um, I'm taking notes down here, right? I'm not. I'm, every time I put my head down, I, I'm just writing notes because I yeah, I'm mate, everything on pen and paper, man. You know? Yes, yes. And so, um, yeah, so yeah, the, this description of the vocalization, um, I, I wish I'd heard it, you know, with this yeah, with man. this arguing in the bush. But um, yeah, so um, yeah, this older couple and uh, and Steve um, hearing the same. Okay, so. Um,
Uh, at about this point, uh, um, oh, now, uh, I, I have to make mention uh, with the with the vocalizations and the um, the lunar eclipse and the blood moon, uh -huh. the um, we were all so after the vocalizations, um, we all sat back down uh, in our camp chairs around the campfire, and we're going, "This is just crazy," you know. Anyway, um, there was enough lighter scrub or or alleys through the scrub where you. Um, where I was seated, you could see through the scrub out, I'd say probably seven kilometres. It was just a little alley that you could you could see the horizon. Anyway, so I'm sitting there and uh, I, uh, I look out and I'm looking through this gap and uh, uh, I don't know what it's like where you are there, babe, but um, when, when you're out in, the, in this low light, uh, country, you can see stars on the horizon, you know? Oh, yeah. um, I mean, right at the horizon, you can see stars. It's just amazing, you know? Anyway, so I'm looking through this gap in the scrub and my eyes fix on what I, what I thought initially was a star very, very low to the horizon. Anyway, the orange in colour, um, probably about the size of Venus. And anyway, I'm looking at this and Bob goes, oh, what are you looking at? And I said, no, yeah, come look over my shoulder and have a look through this, this gap in the scrub. Anyway, we're looking at this, this orange orange light and, uh, and a great view. And we're looking at it and it's stationary and then it's just taken off at a blinding speed to the south. And... Wow. I, I said, I said that that thing was stationary, and Bob's got he's nodding. Yeah, it was. And I said, and I've just seen it. Did you see it take off to the south? And he said, yes. I I can't explain it. I I, I yeah, it's just one of those things that we were have, uh, lucky enough to catch, you know. Yeah. But then, in hindsight, um, if we'd been up the fire tower, we would have just had it absolutely fantastic view of this thing you know but uh, uh it, it all happened probably within a space of five minutes um uh yeah hindsight's a great thing we might might have got part way up the tower you know which is very good you know the new south government uh south new south wales government to actually have this fire tower the tower open to the public yeah. so you can you can climb this thing wherever you want yeah. and as i said yeah we we were up it with the thermal and uh and nothing you know just not a not a heat signature in a million in a million uh, acres. So That's wild. yeah, <laughs> it is it is wild, mate. So um, now at about this stage is when I had my disaster and uh, I fell in a huge hole and off to hospital. Uh, and then now we did like it, it's funny. <laughs> you have all these grand plans of what you're going to do when you're down there, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I fell in the hole with the kidney stone. Um, there was always a lot of talk prior to the trip of um, walking the roads, you know? Right. I will walk the roads, you know, get dropped off at the dam and we'll walk back through the scrub. And uh, with 
what was happening around camp, it was funny, it was never mentioned. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll get dropped off somewhere and walk back through the, uh, uh -huh. you know, with, um, and, and see if something followed us, uh, you know, through the scrub. Right. Uh, I have no doubt something would have followed us, so we didn't <laughs> need to, you know. So, um, yeah, that was, that was interesting. Um, now, with Bob and Pa doing their trip down to Kinnabarabran, uh, they jumped back on, out onto the new highway. Now, um, on their way down, Pa thinks she might have seen something. There's a lot of um, uh, dry creek crossings, so just uh, water courses, no water in it. Uh, and uh, fairly wide. Uh, pa thought she saw something moving very, very quick, very big and black. Anyway, so um, uh, they didn't stop. They got down there, but they marked it uh, for the trip back home. Um, and they did pull up and have a look and um, yeah, found what they thought might have been footprints there. Wow. So, um, and that, that was out on the highway. Um, yeah, uh, unfortunately, um, uh, with this kidney stone and uh, the, the emergency room, it, it got a little bit foggy there at some stages. <laughs> the, um, um, now, so the other, so we basically, um, um, now, we had, oh, now, so I think I'd got home from the emergency room or got back to camp from the emergency <laughs> room. And anyway, um, that night, so it was the night before we left. Um, uh, it was all fairly quiet. We'd, we'd grown accustomed to what was happening around us. So... Um, yeah, that's probably the best way to describe it, you know. Yeah. Uh, the no one had wanted to bail ship, um, and no one sort of felt threatened. But uh, again, uh, the ba uh, the batteries powered down, and the cameras. Uh, we lost the cameras that uh, might have been the yeah probably the second last night. So this might have been the Thursday night, something like that, or the Wednesday night. Yeah. And we, um, Karen and I are in our, in our little hub tent and I get an elbow in the rib and, and she, bang. And you know, it was a, a fairly solid one, you know, and I thought, oh, this is serious. <laughs> she said something while I'm, while I'm sleeping, you know. And I said, oh, I said, what's happening? And she said, can you smell that? And uh, now uh, the the smell would make your eyes water. Wow. Uh, Karen's Karen's got sinus, and uh, so she's flat out smelling anything. But this 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 smell or stench, um, it it woke her, and we just lay there with this all invasive smell. Coming, <laughs> so this thing, it had to be, it had to be within two, 
two to three meters of where we were where we were sleeping. You know, oh my our tent. Anyway, and with us whispering between each other, I don't know whether it just, it paused and just wanted to listen to us or what what what, what, we, were, what we were doing. <laughs> anyway, so I just and maybe after a minute we could hear it moving off and i thought oh this is just this is just crazy you know absolutely yeah yeah mate what what really interests me is mate there's campus down there as i said you know we we struck probably four different campers in the week we were there People have to be, yeah, we, we weren't the chosen ones, you know. People, <laughs> have to, people have to be experiencing something, but whether they make a connection or not. But, right. mate, the Pilliger is that well known for strange activity that there should be there should be a lot more reports uh, coming out of that area, you know. Yeah. So, okay, so so this so we've had we've had we, we've covered the whole gamut of. Uh, uh, Yowie encounter and and what they what they do the sign and everything. Okay, so our last morning there, um, we, we packed up fairly well the, the, our last night, and so we're up at daybreak, um, gathered all uh, the trail cameras in. Um, never picked up a, a thing on the trail cameras. Right, I I R again. Um, Dad, they they just they know that I infrared light, you know. Mm. I, I always just laughed at that, you know. Oh, they how can they know infrared? They do, mate. Their eyes are that sensitive. Uh, if you want to keep keep them away, have an IR camera. Right. Guaranteed, <laughs> yeah. guaranteed, you won't see them. The um, but okay, so we've we've packed up. We're ready to rock and roll out of there, and. Uh, we have what we call an emu pick. So you, you're head down and you're looking and you're picking up all your rubbish. Okay. Anyway, so we, we've done that. Place is spotless. And I've stood back and I've looked at our campsite because, as I said, we, we did find some prints but for the amount of activity, there wasn't that many prints because basically this thing was living with us, you know? Yeah, yeah, anyway, every night. Yeah, so, but we, we've done the cleanup and I've st stood back and I've looked at our campsite. Now, when we rolled in there, all the shrubs, I mean, small, any, anything 18 inches and, and lower, they were all upright, you know, and the bush looked pristine. Right. When you stood back and looked and looked properly, what this thing, what this Yowie was doing, it was stepping on any bit of scrub that it could find, any bush. Now, I, I, I stood back and I just looked and I went, Bob, come and have a look at this and see what I'm seeing. Yeah. Everything was flattened. I mean flattened. So rather than leave a footprint, 
it would step onto a log, it would step onto a patch of scrub, and yeah, yeah, any, anything, yeah, eighteen inches, two foot high, yeah. it'll just put it, it'll, it'll just flatten it to try and cover its tracks, Genius. and uh, yeah. Unbelievable. As I said, yeah, it was a pristine campsite to start with. Mate, wow. it was flattened. It was flattened. It was flattened down. Wow. Anything low, uh, it would utilise. So, uh, yeah, mate, an absolutely crazy week at the Pilliga. Uh, are we going back? Most definitely. Yeah, I hope so. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, uh, I would love to... Uh, uh, be in possession of a thermal camera. Um, uh, certainly, no. If you want to keep them, or have that uh, little bit of a uh, uh, safety edge, yeah, throw your IR cameras up, you know. Yeah. But um, make sure you know your power usage, and uh, you know, you know, or realise if the, they power down, they're going to. It it could possibly come in. I oh, mate, I don't know if we were just lucky, you know, and this thing was just dead curious about what we were doing, you know. Right. But um, yeah, from the, from the get-go, from the first night, it had to come in and have a look. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I get a chill up my spine when oh, Karen Karen just goes crazy, you know, because uh, every every couple of days I'll, I'll say, just go through what you saw. And, and she'll go through what she saw. You know, and she'll just shake her head. You know, she's over it, you know. She's moved on. She's seen the owl, you know. Oh, so, wow, but, yeah. But, yeah, I, I just I just quiz her, you know, and say, you know, and, and you say it looks so human, you know, and she said, yes, it looks so human. Oh. I say, do I? You know, this thing's seven foot tall and covered in black hair and you're calling it a human. <laughs> right. And she said, you know, it, it, it had a, a sense of humanity about it. So I don't know, mate. I don't know. The um, uh, very interesting um, uh uh, the Aboriginal side of it, they they certainly recognise uh, that as Yowie country and it, it's part of their heritage, yeah. um, most definitely. You know, there's uh, all, all the paintings, um, all the traditional owners, they they know these things are real. And, uh, uh, yeah, uh, mate, what more can I say? Uh, as I said, definitely going back. Uh, eyes will be wide open. The... Um, uh, hopefully, some of the some of the um, crew that couldn't make it uh, on this trip will uh, uh, come on the next one. You know, yeah, so um, yeah, so that, that's what we're aiming for. Mm. All right, yes. right, I got questions, buddy. I got questions. Okay, I'll sit here. Right okay, far away. Okay, um, let's go. Like you were talking, um, human face. Did she say like what color the skin was, or was it just completely hair covered, or did it have a wide nose, now, full nose, or uh, wide nose? Now, uh, long hair, or long hair coming off its head down to its shoulders, so long black hair. Mm -hmm. um, could see the cheeks, uh, big flat nose, uh, big mouth, uh, 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 pronounced lips. Uh, hair, uh, hairless on the cheeks, um, yeah, but that humanity was there. Mm. Mm. I couldn't see the ears, couldn't see the ears. Wow. The um, but but because of the the long hair coming off, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, I. 
it sounds like a wild man, you know, like. Yeah, I, I, I do want do, but she said it was very broad across the shoulders, yeah. you know, and seven yeah. foot tall, and seven foot. Yeah, we measured it against Steve. Wow. So, um, yeah, Steve six two, and this thing was seven foot. Yes, <laughs> it's crazy. What an experience, you know? She's so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> to, to uh, uh, well, that, that's what I say. But yeah, is it is it lucky to actually experience that? You know. Um, but she she doesn't have nightmares or anything like that over it. Right. Um, yeah, she's yeah, just a special. <laughs> As I said, I would have gone to pieces. I really think I would have. You know, I, I probably would have too. Honestly, yeah. I mean, yeah, something. But the, um, see, one of the reasons that we went down there, I I don't know whether you had the opportunity to have a look at the um, uh, the Australian Yari research page that they've got all the encounters listed there. There was one at Hickey Falls, so H I C K. EY Falls and made absolutely terrifying, absolutely terrifying. And before this trip, I actually played that to Karen. And uh, so, uh, and then she saw this thing and it didn't worry you, you know? So uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, yeah. Well, she's tough. That's what that is. She is <laughs> tough. She is a tough woman. <laughs> But yeah, mate. Yeah. Now, now uh, any other questions? Far away. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. That. Now, this this might be completely stupid of me, but that night, where you uh, the next morning, where you found that spoke drawing yeah. on the ground, hmm. was that also the same night that you set out the orange? Now, or those two different nights. We, we saw the creature. We saw the creature, found the spoke, put the orange out. So we found the spoke and put the orange out the same day. Okay. So, um, yeah, so we found that spoke um, on maybe, say, 7, 7.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then later in the day, we put the orange out. Okay. Well, never mm -hmm. mind that. Because I was thinking, you know, if you look, if you cut an orange horizontally, and look at it. Oh, yes, yes. I, I see what you're getting that spoke at. pattern. I thought maybe it was drawing what it was, you know, looking at. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the, um, no, no, no. That was, that was more. No, no, no. I, I, could, I, could, I, I couldn't draw a connection between the two. I can see the connection, but I can't draw that connection. I, okay. I just want to know the timeline to make sure. Mm. Uh, mm. That, that'd be. That'd be wild too. Well, now, um, yeah, there's a lot of theories floating around. Um, uh, the boys, uh, the, they dashed up to the um, uh, the day area, and there is um, mobile reception there. So they were looking at um, uh, Aboriginal um, uh, drawings, mm -hmm. uh, and um, there was oh, there was some that was sort of half a spoke. Um, but you'd really want to be talking um, uh, to the uh, to the rangers, you know. Uh, the Karen Karen came wandering back from the uh, day area there. We tried to avoid going anywhere by yourself, uh, but um, she'd gone up um, uh, to uh, use the facilities up there, and which was only it's only a five minute walk, you know. But there's a bit of scrub. <laughs> and uh, anyway, um, 
she uh, she said, oh, I, I ran into the ranger. And uh, she said, he's an Aboriginal ranger. I said, oh, you beauty. And then I heard the vehicle start. He's, he's, he's driven off. He's just called in to do a quick top up, you know. Yeah. And I said, whatever we do, if you see or hear him, let me know. I want to go up and have a yarn to him, you know. Right. Anyway, on our, our on our drive out, as I said, this is probably a yeah, 40, 45-minute drive out to the Newell. And halfway out, here's the ranger's vehicle, and he's pulled over to allow us through. And I said, I, I pulled up next to him, and I said, mate, you wouldn't believe this. I really wanted to have a yarn to you, you know? And I said, obviously, you're heading in, and I'm heading out. And I said, but the next time we're down, I will catch up with you, and we'll, we'll talk yowie. Anyway, his face lit up. As soon as I said, we'll talk you yeah, out. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, um, yeah, so that that's um, definitely, yeah, mate, talk to the locals, talk to the rangers, you know, because yeah. they know what's happening, you know. Yeah. The, um, uh, what I've also found interesting, uh, this fire tower is a fire tower, you know. Uh, they have... Um, uh, it, it's it's got connectivity. It's got surveillance cameras on it. Now, um, I would love <laughs> to, to have a have access to that camera. You know, I know, I know they utilise it in the fire season. But what? Well, as I said, you know, we we spent five minutes looking down a clear alleyway, and here's this here's something out there in the sky. You know. Right. You have to be able to pick that up on camera. Yeah. And, and make you, I, I looked at the um, uh, various websites and the makers of the, of the gear there, you know, and uh, yeah, they were talking about login, login passwords and you can sit there and, you know, utilise the camera, whether it be for um, uh, bushfire or, or, or whatever, you know. But I'm thinking uh, the whatever... Uh, <laughs> I think they did. I think they did make mention of um, uh, a thermal capability on the camera as well. So, um, wow. But yeah, this thing was. You know, you'd sit there and camp and look up, up at the tower, and the cameras whizzing around. You know, I would love to know what footage they picked up on that thing. You know, everything. Uh, or, 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 yeah, or, or whether you could access it. You know. Yeah. But um, yeah, so three hundred foot up, dear, dear wish you'd have to be um, sighting some very, very interesting stuff you know yeah no doubt yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. so mate that that's our that, that was our trip to the pilliga and our, our our plans yeah moving ahead oh, i'd love to be down there in another you know six months time uh number one it, it's too bloody cold in winter yes. um uh last night out at work at ambley so that's a 20 minute run from here um what did we get to we had the temperature of 0.2 degrees Celsius. So, uh, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. So, uh, got there. They, we've had snow here. Uh, well, not here, but within uh, 300 kilometers of us. So, we've had snow this year. So, uh, absolutely freezing. And when you get down into that, uh, into the Pilliga there, uh, at that temperature, you just about cut the air, you know, it's just so cold. It's bone numbing cold, you know. Wow. And then, uh, and then come summer. Uh, you're into the 40s, 45 degree temperature. So you've really got to either autumn or spring, you know. Right. Uh, it's it's just too uncomfortable otherwise, you know. Uh, we, we struck a purple patch with our last trip down to the Pilliga in May, you know. It hadn't turned that bone-numbing cold yet, you know. But, um, yeah, so that's, that's the plan. Uh, hopefully we uh, get enough people to uh, uh, 
both do the uh, uh, salt caves again, and then uh, uh, another lot down there at the um, sculptures, which is um, the hunter in me says that's probably a better area. But then, mate, we had all the activity at the salt caves. Right. Um, there's a lot more water down there in, in Dandry Gorge, um, so it's going to support a lot more um, uh, food for these things to eat, you know. Right. So, yeah, but it, it's still a mystery, mate. It's still a mystery, right. <laughs> which is which is good, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. So that was our week away. Yeah. Right. What a week, you know. For especially like your first time going out on a you know on like an expedition like this. Yep. And, yep. And I, you, you hit yeah. the jackpot, man. Like you, mate. Honestly, I you know I, I try to keep up with the podcasts. I I. I listen to a lot of the Australian content and I've never I have never heard a a, a camp out you know for a, you know a week's great you know right. so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it an extended camp I, I reckon it's just a good extra long weekend yeah. but what we experienced I've never heard of anyone experiencing what we experienced we yeah. we covered the whole gamut. I, I don't know. <laughs> we had a sighting. We had vocalizations. We had gifting. Um, the smell. We we made, we had the lot. Yeah, you had. Yeah. We had the lot. You covered Yeah, why isn't everyone else having what we're having? You know. And you know what? I, I think I, I tell you what I think. Um, mm -hmm. Your sense of observation is amazing. You know because. Where you you're stepping back and you're looking you're stepping back and looking at this scrub and you're noticing like this is not how we came in, you know, and you know it's not mm. you all aren't doing that, you know, and most people yeah, yeah. when you're ready to break camp, you're just packing up your stuff, you know, do a quick glance around, make sure you don't forget something and you leave. You took the you had the mm -hmm. you had the insight to just step back and look and notice how. You're mm. hearing all that activity and not seeing yeah, friends. Yeah, you know, but, that's genius, man. That's, 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 that's no, no. Well, no, I, I don't. Something had to explain. Yeah. For what we were hearing every night, something had to explain how, how he was doing it, you know? Yeah. Because we were, they, as I said, we were finding tracks. They weren't overly big. Um, I would say they might have been. Well, I, I've got a. Uh, uh, a size 12 foot mm -hmm. and they might have been two inches on mine you know and a little bit broader right. but the um the the ground wasn't conducive to to casting it's just like talcum powder you know yeah but to me yeah maybe maybe that 14 inch footprint matches a seven foot tall yaoi you know right. um i stories from down there um, certainly a lot bigger, <laughs> a lot bigger creatures, you know, but uh, um, yeah, this thing def definitely just seemed more curious uh, than anything else, you know. Uh, what its mate was, you know, when we heard those vocalisations uh, and that one that I heard to the east of us, it certainly had huge lung capacity. Like, um, uh, our premier, well, what I consider the premier deer species here is the um, the reds. So red deer are out of England. 
and they were gifted by the Queen. Now, you get a red in the in the in the roar when they're roaring, and they they'll 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 bellow, you know. Yeah. And uh, you certainly know when a red's roaring. This was better than a red. So you know, a, a red deer is just just smaller that, than your elk. Not much in oh, it. Wow. Okay. So good yeah. size. Oh yeah, they're big. They're big. So as I said, a red might well, in my opinion, a red might be just slightly smaller than an elk in lung capacity, and uh, this thing. It was it was over what a what a red would roar at you know wow. yeah so um, yeah it wow. big lungs big lungs yeah it, it certainly what the heck was that you know yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but as I said at no stage during the the, the trip did we uh, want to pull um, pull pegs and get out of there right. um, we always had the opportunity. To do it if we if we ever felt that way, but uh, yeah, no one ever got to that stage, you know. Yeah, yeah, wow. so it was good. Uh, yeah, so um, yeah. Uh, now, any other questions? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Just uh, that smell on the what was it? The last mm -hmm. night or night before last? Yep. Do, do you think you were smelling it just because it was close to you? Or do yes. you think it? Do you think it was putting something off? Was it like a, a musky? Like, well, uh, no. I, I, I think we were smelling it because of its proximity to us. Okay. Um, most most of the nights we were there, there was very little breeze, very little breeze. So I would say it was the, uh, the proximity of it. I, I, I would say it was within two to three meters of us. Um, I think Karen described it the best as um, a bloke that hadn't bathed in two months and had put in a hard day's yoga every day. Wow. So just this uh, eye-watering sweat smell. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so yeah, that was probably a very good description of it. But as I said, yeah, Karen's got Karen's got um, a sinus. And the the old honker's not real flash, but she's it woke her up <laughs> with the smell, just just the smell of it, you know. So um, yeah, wow. knowing yeah, there were, I tell you what, it, it was a very hushed conversation because we knew how just how close this thing was, you know. Right, had to be. But um, yeah, but yeah, sheer curiosity. I yeah, sheer sheer curiosity. It had. For some reason, yeah. Now, oh, oh that, that's one other thing I want to make mention of. Right. The uh, the night of the sighting, um, uh, Karen always likes to dress warm, so she was dressed uh, all in black uh -huh. uh, with a black jacket, and she had a fur lining on her hood. Now, this this fur lining was a light light fur lining. So when it's actually around you, popped up and around, yeah. it, it, it could look like hair. I don't know. I'm only surmising, and I don't like to surmise, but I'm thinking that if it, if it had wandered past or it had heard us and, and then spotted Karen, and, and, and she's all black with fur hanging off her head, right? whether, what the heck? 
Yeah, he was trying Why to figure her out. Yeah. He was trying to figure her out. And and then, then so happens, Karen gets up, goes under the tent from the campfire into the gazebo, and this thing steps out four steps and it's there looking at her. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy gonna, stuff. That, that makes sense, though, right? It, it does. Because yeah, I... He'd be like, what the hell? You know, if you can go yes. in. You know, maybe. <laughs> I, uh, uh, yeah, to me, there, there could be a connection, you know? Could be a connection. No doubt. I, I don't know. No doubt. But these things, these things, they are crazy and the encounters are crazy. Yeah. But, mate, they, they are happening. The people are experiencing these things, you know? I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mate. So, um, uh, yeah, mate, that was the trip. That was the trip. What a trip. Uh, what a blessing. I, I wish I wasn't on the other side of the planet, you know. <laughs> I, I wish that I could get over there. That would be thousands of dollars in flight trip, you know, flight just to get there. Well, mate, as I said, the invitation is there. Oh, thank the you. The invitation is there. Thank mate, you. Mate, have trailer, have full drive. We will get there, you, you know. Mate, love to have you over. Oh, the, um, thank yeah, you. Yeah, mate, not a problem. The um, so yeah, mate, I, I reckon that does it on the uh, on the Pilliger trip. But if you want to have a yarn about some of the stuff on base, uh, I think you'll 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 enjoy the uh, the paranormal stuff on uh, on base. Yeah, if you don't mind going into it, I'd love to hear it. Okay, mate. Yeah, yeah. All right, give me just one oh, second though. Trick, I, I'm yep. gonna go grab another cup of coffee because you know it's. I will too. It's eight thirty in the morning here. So. <laughs> okay, mate. I'll get the jug on as well. All right. All right. That's it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show. If you just have to have more content, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/TheBumpPodcast and subscribe and be a patron. Uh, got more and more content on there every week. So I hope you enjoy that. Uh, to catch up on past episodes, go to thebumppodcast.com, click the episode tab, and it'll take you to any episode you want to listen to. Also, if you want to be on the show, I would love to have you on. Share your story with us. Go to thebumppodcast.com, click the holler at me button, and holler at me. Send me an email, thebumppodcast at gmail.com, and uh, I'll get you on as fast as we can. All right, again, thanks for listening. I love you guys. Until next time, don't stop believing.